0: Love Talk Radio. To get a thousand miles from the Earth, a rocket would need this much power. It would take far more than a human lifetime. But a space station might look something like this. To get a you are now listening to the technology of the KS-3 Radio Show. This much power. Today's host, this much power. Kenneth Saunders power. III. Hello, hello, and happy new year. It is 2015. You are listening to the Technologist KS3 radio show. I am your host. Kenneth Saunders III, wow, you know, what a year it has been. Actually, since this is only the sixth day of the year, um, there has been actually a lot of good things that has happened since not only the last part of the year, but the beginning of this year. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to my show. Uh, If you do want to call in, you can call in here at 347 9941867 the number here is 3479941867 now you have to bear with me a little bit and since my last show i talked all about my experience with iPhone 6 my iPhone 6 plus and and i have to tell you it is an amazing device and it is just remarkable on what you can actually do with it to quality the pictures. But either case, I've been kind of under the weather. And even still, my voice isn't necessarily 100% right now. But I have to be able to at least talk to everyone on here about what is going on with technology here in 2015. Now, this is not going to be my prediction show. I'll write that up on my blog at ks3tech.com. But this is what is happening right now. Of course, this happens every year and always the first Monday of the year or the first full week of of the year. Out in Las Vegas, you have the Consumer Electronics Show, or the CES, and it is the biggest show, Consumer Electronics Show, where people from the press and from the trade go and and meet and the manufacturers have their keynote addresses to talk about basically what they're going to release throughout the year. And every year, there always seems to be some type of trend that Occurs at the CES, of course. With big technology like when it come came to high definition, uh, home automation, uh, different type of electronics are always debuted here at the C at the CES. And it is something that, for an event, and if you definitely keep up with this type of stuff, that you have a lot of journalists who go out there, but now it's more about, oh, they're tired of going there because it's the same thing over and over again. Well, here's my message to you all, get a life. And I say that lovingly because the fact is that this is a big event that is the culmination of not only of all the hard work that these manufacturers have done, over the past year to introduce something new, but it gives a complete guidance to what is going to happen within this year. Now, if you have been a faithful listener to, to this show, you will know that I, there are certain things that I have talked about for the past couple of years that are now really coming into fruition. So what is exactly happening? What is, what, what is the big thing that's happening this year? Well, let's talk about what happened last year. Because the only way that you can really have an understanding of what's going on with technology is to know what's happened in the past. Before, in this case, I'm just only going to go just a year back. Because a lot of things have changed. So the big thing last year, 4K TV or better known as ultra-high-definition, or UHD. That was the big thing last year. A lot of manufacturers like Samsung, LG, Sony, announced a lot of 4K televisions, which is a higher resolution for displaying TV images, basically. So it's a lot clearer than what you find out. The four times the resolution, four times clearer than what you find with regular high definition. And back then, a year ago, the big thing that Samsung and LG, what they're showing off were these curved TVs. Now it's going to be the big thing, the curved TVs. Now, now granted, when the TVs finally came out, the curved TVs are eh, didn't really provide that much of a better perspective on on their TV watching. So it was a nice little gimmick for companies to say, hey, we have something new, let's go ahead and push this out so that people can just actually go and buy it. Beyond what's happened with the 4K. Oh, yeah, in the year before that, uh, when it came to TV technology, it was high definition, but flatter screens, but with OLED technology. Now, let me to explain what OLED is. So some people say OLED, and if you're familiar with LED, which is light-emitting diodes, the O stands for organic. And these TVs are absolutely probably the best quality TVs that you can actually buy, and they're really expensive because if you're looking at your TV right now, and if it's an LED TV or before that it was LCD, that when you have an image and it presents a black image or there's a black color well black really isn't a color but it's just black right the led tvs really don't show true true black it gives a as close to possible black as possible you know as, as possible but it's not really true black what happens with oled is that the pixels that create the image on your TV, are actually turned off so that it's actually producing a true black. Now, that makes a huge difference when you're watching movies, for instance. And the clarity of just how much the richness of the colors they pop out with the OLED TVs. So last year, not only did you have the, the curve, 4K TVs, but you also had OLED TVs. And these things were still extremely expensive. In fact, when Samsung released uh, or announced that, hey, we're coming out with this OLED TV, if you have, I don't know, $30,000, you can buy one. Now, that's crazy, right? But there are people who bought it because the thing was huge is beautiful. But it was outdated too. It wasn't future-proof. So, really, it wasn't until later in 2014 that TVs, the TVs that were announced at CES, actually started coming out. And particularly with the newer TV, with the newer technology, with the HDMI 2.0 and stuff like that. I'll talk about that in another show. But in either case, when it comes to dealing with what happened last year to now, the difference between this year. Is that now that you have basically have more of the same, but with different technology? So now you have LG and Samsung and Sharp and Sony all had their press conferences, their keynotes. You talk about tech, the TV technology. You have something called Quantum Dots, which is supposed to bring to LED TVs, 4K TVs. And let's say this. The only thing that they were talking about at the show was only dealing with 4K. So it's pretty obvious right now that that's where everything is going. Dealing with 4K, and if hey, if you bought a high definition TV, it's fine. You don't feel like you have you that you're so far behind, because in order for you to have 4K a 4K TV. Well, you need something that will, you know, kind of play 4K, and you don't have a whole lot of options right now. And even in the physical media, of course, we have Blu-ray. And here's the thing: if you have a high definition TV and you don't have a Blu-ray player, you need to get one because honestly, you do you are not using the full quality of your TV if you don't have a Blu-ray player. But the same thing goes with 4K. Even if you're streaming 4K it's still not true uncompressed 4K. Everything is compressed. It looks extremely good to the naked eye. For us, just normal beings. But we really don't know what 4K really looks like unless you have a device that is attached to your TV. Well, okay, this may actually make me... I I get kind of a little mad about Sony and Samsung trying to make 4K proprietary. Now, I've talked about this before. But either case there are a lot of initiatives to bring 4K to the masses. So you have Samsung and LG partnering up with Netflix and other companies to focus, and and other movie studios, in fact, to bring 4K content this year. And that's a great thing. But in either case, that's dealing with television. So you have, again, televisions, 4K, curved screens, quantum dot technology, which is supposed to bring out more colors. If you're not, if you, if you, basically, here's the thing, and and this is the key, and hopefully you all can remember it. So when I do my show later this year, during Black Friday, Black Friday is the best time to buy these TVs because that's when you discount them the most, and the technology that I talked about this week is that's when it's actually going to be really more affordable, a lot more affordable during the... Thanksgiving, holiday shopping season. Now, the CES is a huge, huge convention. One day I will go there just because I want to, just like I'm going to go to Los Angeles for E3 because I love video games. But now here's the thing. Like I said, that there are different trends that you have when it comes to different years of CES the main thing that i have noticed by looking at all the things that, have, that that these companies are coming out with are wearables now you must be asking what are wearables of course if you have actually really listened to this show i these are things that i have talked about talked about my experience with a company called fitbit for instance and fitbit where Creates a wearable to where it tracks your activity, The fitness tracker tracks your steps, it's a pedometer, it tracks your sleeping. You have other companies from Garmin, Withings, uh, other well, I, there's so many. Misfit, for instance, and wearables was even big, as far as with a, as having a predominant display even in the electronics store Best Buy, promoting this type of stuff, promoting this technology. Well they've increased it even more now to where now not only wearables are not only just tracking your fitness but tracking your heart rate but also keeping time so now you have a lot of smartwatches that were announced at CES and that was the driving thing that ha- that that that, ha- that is happening right now so this is really going to be the year of wearables and It is kind of cool, it's kind of exciting that technology is now becoming even more personal to where, okay, this is what we wear to track different things. And you have companies like Samsung and Apple and even Intel and Microsoft that have come out with more health initiatives or health-focused devices to make sure that we are actually utilizing technology in a different way so that we can be a little bit healthier. Now, there are people there out there that are really fearful of this type of thing, but it is a shift of mindset. That's all it is. Instead of having to always go to your doctor, your doctor will have an option of being able to monitor you from home. And if something comes up, then the doctor can actually communicate directly to you without you having to go in or may have to ask you to come in. But that's where everything is going. And so with all these different devices that these companies have come out, I mean, all the products that these companies have come out with, where they've talked about nothing but wearables, for instance, This is what they're trying to do. And I'm not really going to talk so much about this other company. Well, I'm not going to talk so much about Apple, but the big elephant in the room is Apple. And they're really driving a lot of ways as far as with why these companies are coming out with this. Because everybody's trying to beat Apple to the punch, come out and announce these products. But The thing is, is that this is where companies will get lost in the shuffle. And it's good that they're doing it, but here's the issue. There's nothing that's really connecting all these devices together. And everybody's trying to set on their own to do something, but they're all copying every each other, but they're not necessarily really bringing anything that's truly beneficial. Yeah, it's, it may be cheaper. It may not have a screen. It may have a smaller screen. It may look like a watch. But a lot of these companies are really startups, and they're just trying to get their foot in the door. So it's actually really going to be interesting to see exactly where these companies are going to go and how long they're actually going to last, particularly if that's the main thing that they are focused on. And now here's the thing about it, too, is that going back and really talking about the show overall, how people say, like, oh, it's so boring. Okay, yeah, it may not be as exciting as how it was before, maybe about five years ago, six, ten years ago, but it's still – is pretty exciting because the thing is that when it comes to the smaller things that people are overlooking, those are the things that are really exciting. And like I've said two years ago on this show, thing that is happening, the next big wave is not necessarily wearables. But what's going to really going to affect you most is what. I call home automation, everybody else is saying the Internet of Things. And what that is, is that where your home is basically connected to the Internet, to where you can control your home remotely from your phone or from your tablet, and that that your home learns who you are. So that's the other thing. That's the other side of the CES that <coughs> <excuse> me, <coughs> that a lot of people are missing out on because it's really not that exciting. But it's going to be the most transformative thing that is happening this year. Can with WeMo and and. Samsung with smart things that have come out with devices where they have little hubs that are connected to your Internet at home. So that way that you can control your lighting, your security, your appliances, so that you have all control over it. But now here's the other issue. Let's say, for instance, that you buy a product from Belkin, for instance. Get all this stuff, make sure that your appliances work. Well, guess what? Because of that, their approach, you can only stick with them. So you have to use their app, whether or not it's on Android, iOS, to be able to control it. So really, what it comes down to is that you have to have the major manufacturers of these devices, which would be your Google, which would be your Apple, that build things natively into their products that will actually control things and actually set a standard for things to work. So just imagine being able, if you are an iPhone user, for instance, and you can actually do this on your phone right now, I want you to do this on your phone right now. Turn on Siri. And just say, ask or, or tell Siri, "Can you lock my doors?" Just go ahead, go ahead and do it. Well, maybe not right now if you're listening to on your phone right now, but you can go and try it, and Siri will respond that she can't do it right now. Instead of going into what it was before last year, saying that, well, there, I, it pulls up a web search. So right now, your phone has the functionality. And it's just waiting for you to ha- buy these devices that allow you to be able to control your home through your phone with your voice. And that is really the next evolution to when it comes to the Internet of Things. It's not necessarily that you control things with your phone or your tablet, but when you're at home, controlling it with your voice. And so you do have several companies that are out there that are bringing things in, have smart light bulbs. And those things are pretty cool, too, because you have Philips and another company that uh, just came out that are promoting smart light bulbs. And the, the Philips system is, I have to admit, is expensive. It is a luxury, but it's great because it's so cool to be able to change the mood of your room with an app, with your phone, and just change the color of it. Or there's a company that's out there that makes a light bulb system that will react to whatever you're watching on TV. So it makes it even more immersive. And it, and the whole idea, too, is like Philips did this with their televisions before, years ago, that where depending on what you're watching on TV – the behind the t v will will basically show the colors of what you're of whatever you're watching, but now imagine the whole room actually doing that it kind of adds a little bit more of a dynamic effect a more of immersive effect into whatever you're watching, but being able to do that with having your light bulbs and just imagine for your <clears throat> for your lovers out there. I know this is not technology's cares for you after dark. The fact is that What about if you want to set the mood? Imagine being able to say, hey, Siri, I'm in a romantic mood. Siri will already know. It's like, okay, let's turn on the music, put on the lights, turn on Spotify or iTunes radio, and start playing music. What? Are you serious? It's not a matter of laziness that we're coming up to. When it deals with automation and if it's done in the right way, it frees your life. Technology is supposed to make things easier. it's supposed to allow us to be able to have more time to do the things that we normally wouldn't have. It's kind of getting back to the to the way on how we used to live way back when when we didn't have all this technology where things were simpler. That's what I'm pushing for, and particularly for this year. That's one of the main tenets that I'm going to talk about, and hopefully you can spread it to other people too that you know is that now that we've begun be now that we've gone beyond the age of really just getting to know what our devices can do, and these past couple of years have been that way instead of these huge revolutionary things coming out, it's all about okay, what can we do? how do we learn to de to use the devices that we have, and being able to do that is great because all it is is preparation for what's going to happen this year. And the CES is the main show that drives what's going to happen in technology. Now, as the year goes on, of course, I will be talking about some of these products and whether or not how much they've changed from their announcement. But it even gets into, like, okay, this is, like, really cool. But even LG, which I do like, other products, a TV, so full disclosure, not on any stock or anything. But either case, they, even dealing with appliances and coming to it, like, refrigerators or washing and dryers, they announced a new washer and dryer or washer that not only do you have the front-loading washer part, but down at the bottom where you normally would have the pedestal, it comes with a little mini washer. So it's like you have two washers in one, one that can hold big loads and the other one that holds smaller loads, and they both run at the same time or separately. In either case, I think it's great that you have that type of option of being able to do. That's innovation. And you got to think, for years and years and years, like something as dull and boring as, as washing clothes is getting some innovative type thing, some different way of thinking of just making it easier on, to to dry our clothes, to wash our clothes. And think like even like on the dryer side and having like steam technology to where or is it on the washer? But either case, just to make it so that our clothes don't tear up as long. I know that it might sound dull. It's exciting because the next evolution of that is, aha, being able to monitor all that remotely. And remotely means not having to go into laundry room to see whether or not if something is done or not. But that's the great thing about technology. And that's the great thing about these type of shows, too. And even, you know, Sony got into the act. They're Now, of course, you know, Sony used to be one of the great technology companies, but they've taken a back seat, understandably, because there's only so much a company can do, but they still make very decent products. So their aim is like, okay, we're going to come out with a, not an MP3 player, an audiophile player. Now, of course, you may be wondering, okay, now why is it going to audio? Well, hey, I'm a big audio person, but guess what? If somebody is talking about higher quality music, I'm there because I understand completely on the way that we have gotten so used to the sounds that we hear from our phones and from our iPods and from our streaming services that it's still not really the quality that like a producer in a studio hears. So being an audiophile, which I am one, I just hear things that other people don't hear. Being able to have a sound that really plays full quality, that's so insane. So that's where they're going. Now, will it be really be successful? I think it's something that only audio files will catch on to and then other people who want to be audiophiles will catch on to, but whether or not if they'll actually you know actually latch on to it, eh, who knows. But either case, the C E S, you know, I will talk about it, I'll write some articles about it on my on my uh blog, com. And I'll make sure to always to keep everyone, you know, pretty much up to date on actually what's going on. So as my show is closing, and it's amazing how quick half an hour goes by. So, yeah, I'll probably go going to the sponsorship this year. I can expand this out to a little bit longer because I want everybody to not only listen to the show, but also call in. So... Thank you for listening to the show. I will talk to you all next time, and have an excellent week. Please hang up and try again.